You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot Crate is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from Mahler. Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Checking one. Checking two. Checking three. I don't want to count. Oh, is that too much work on a Sunday? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I have a drink. And I do, too. Cheers, baby. Cheers, baby. Eventually, it'll be too hard to count. Yeah. Ugh. Hit it! Welcome to another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my very spoopy husband, Josh. Oh, and it's another spoopy Halloween episode of Non Plus. <laughs> Mischief Media Podcast. Some of the vowels were a little long on yeah. that. It was a bit labored. Hi, everyone. Welcome Hi. to another spoopy episode of Nonplussed. Before we get into it, Mischief Merch has all of your spooptacular needs. Last weekend was LeakyCon Denver. If you missed out, you can get some LeakyCon Denver merch, too. Um, all sorts of cute, warm things to show off your spoopery and geekery, both yeah. now and throughout the year, really. If you get anything from the MCU line or the Nonplus line, use code Nonplus10 to get 10% off your order. We'll get into this a little bit later, but they announced a D23 a reboot for Haunted Mansion. Oh, I'm going to drop the deadline link in the notes. All right. Uh, apparently, both uh, Winona Ryder and Jamie Lee Curtis are going to make cameos. It's being directed by Justin Simeon. Yeah, Dan Levy is in it, I think. Hassan Minaj and more. Fun. So we'll put the deadline I article like into that. that. I've got a, little, a few more details a little bit later yeah. in the trivia. Anything uh, else before we get started? No. Uh, as always, our research uh, comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Disney.Fandom.com. Also, oh, Box Office Mojo. And also the Box Office yeah. Mojo. We don't want to leave them out. All righty, Clancy, what are we doing today? The Haunted Mansion. 
Yes, based on the Disneyland attraction of the same name and also Walt Disney World Resort. The film was released on November 26th, 2003. I don't understand why Halloween films aren't released on Halloween. Yeah, I don't understand. That's dumb. That It was it, so close. It's goofy. Yeah, there wasn't even a fucking Christmas component to this. No. So yeah, no, this is dumb. 87 minute runtime directed by Rob Minkoff, who also did The Lion King, Stuart Little, Flypaper. The Forbidden Kingdom, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Screenplay by David Berenbaum, who also wrote Elf. Fuck yes. The Spiderwick Chronicles and Strange Magic. Fun. That is fun. I've never been to the one in Disney World. Yes, so I know. Like- it's in Magic Kingdom. We've been having these discussions recently because Clancy's is going to go on a work trip to Orlando and yeah. um, go to Disney with our cousin. And we've been, he's never been to the Orlando resorts. And yeah. we were talking about, okay, you've only got a little bit of time. Maybe just <laughs> go to two parks. So and we were discussing the validity of going to Magic Kingdom if you've been as frequently as we have to the Disneyland park. Yeah. And while there are some benefits to it, I think as a Disneyland purist, you will probably be like, oh. Well, and I'd prefer to go with you so that we can take like, you know, gross pictures in front of the castle. Yeah. You know. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Let's break down this cast. It stars one Eddie Murphy as Jim Evers. Uh, we have Marsha Thompson as Sarah Evers. And also as Elizabeth Henshaw, the ghost of Master Gracie's long lost lover to whom Sarah bears a striking resemblance. Marsha was in My Baby's Daddy, Tug of War, L.A. Blues. Jim Dowen or Duggan or Doohan and <laughs> Rachel Harris as Mr. and Mrs. Coleman. They're both big character actors. We were we spent a good minute trying to figure out where we knew them oh, from. Oh, yeah. No, they're delightful, that section. Yeah. Uh, Mark John Jeffries as Michael Evers. Areed Davis as Megan Evers. Terrence Stamp as Ramsley. Nathaniel Parker as Master Edward Gracie. Jennifer Tilly as Madden Leota. Wallace Shawn as Ezra. Dina Spybay as Emma. The Dapper Dans as the voices of the singing oh, busts. Oh, that's delightful. It is, but like credit the individuals who are singing. Don't a little just bit. call them the Dapper Dans. Yeah, that's like that's like saying, and Menudo as the singing busts. That's a Mexican dish, isn't it? But it's also a Mexican pop band, but it's oh, one of those like long running boy rota- bands where they rotate the. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Okay. Just like the Dapper Dans. That's the joke I'm making. Fair enough. Deep Roy and Jeremy Howard and Clay Martinez as the hitchhiking ghosts. And Corey Burton as the voice of the ghost host. Oh, the host of the ghosts. Yeah, he's there for it's very, very. I mean, you're about Brief. to hear it. It's in yeah. the beginning. He welcomes the foolish mortals. Uh, had you seen this before? Uh, you know, parts of it, I kind of maybe remember a little bit, sure. but, but, uh, it, it might've been one of those things where, I mean, this is what, 2003. So I yeah. would have been, Oh God, here it comes late junior high. Oh Jesus. Cause I graduated high school in 2007, ninth mm. grade. Actually, no, I would have been just in high school at that I point. I was starting my sophomore year in college when this movie in came 2003. Out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It, this is a movie about. A grave robbing, how, kind of. How and dare you? How? No, what is? Dare it's you. not a grave robber, right? No, it's a cradle robber. Grave robbing is what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm robbing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the point is, I thought this movie was a bit older than it is. Yeah. But because it's a newer film than I thought it was, I don't know where I've seen it now or why. But I don't think I saw it in the- Maybe I saw it in theaters. All right. Here we you go. Ready? Yes, I am ready. Welcome, foolish 
Jim and Sarah Evers, parents to Michael and Megan, are successful realtors, but Jim is a workaholic with little time for his family. After missing their wedding anniversary, Jim suggests a vacation to the nearby lake to make amends. Sarah is contacted by the occupants of Gracie Manor, located in the nearby bayou, and Jim, eager to make a deal after learning where the mansion is, takes his family there. I mean, in theory, that is what happens, but they pack a lot into that. Uh, they, they re- this is very succinct. Succinct. Yes, it's very, well, I mean, you know, brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. I can't decide whether or not I like this intro, because even though it's a 2003 film, it's giving me big puzzle horror mystery game vibes. Like it sure. feels like the seventh guest or the, you know, 13th hour or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, Phantasmagoria kind of like clicky, clicky, spooky puzzle games. Mm-hmm. That's what this intro is giving me with its um very smooth, low poly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's CG weird. Cause intro. like they keep, so they, you know, they're trying to build it up that, you know, there was a masquerade ball and that's where. Yeah, we're getting so much. Um, exp- what's the exposition? exposition. So yeah. much exposition. They use like that fake slow-mo for some of it and not all yes. of it. And it's just like, well, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice. Or, you know, maybe pick the right camera that actually does high speed photography yes. to do the slow motion. And they're using these tarot cards throughout. The tarot cards. The tarot yes. cards. Yeah. Um, I know a little bit about tarot myself. Yeah. Um, not much. I I went through my tween phase and uh, you know, my mildly witchy tween phase, and I've got a deck over there on well, the shelf. And one I, of our friends is really, really into yeah. it. My so, point is, yeah. is that they're lo- using them as storytelling devices and not for their original. Like the lovers, for example, do really represent relationships and choices. Yeah. Um, but its appearance in a spread indicates some decision about an existing relationship. So this sort of fits. Oh, uh, yeah. But where I had issue was with the death card, because it very rarely literally means death. It's more about like drastic change. Sure. Um, death of the ego death of i mean yeah. also mm-hmm. possibly of a relationship or interest right but it very rarely literally means death the three of swords however which is used there at the end um does signify separation or that a breakup of a significant relationship including the tragic emotions that come along with such an event mm. so this card is used a bit more accurately yeah I will say there was one card in particular the one that you mentioned before the lovers the lovers that literally had boobs and, and a dick. penis well and i guess technically a vagina yeah because it was the like whole thing it was like adam and eve as the lovers right but they were full nude and then one of them i guess it was the eve it was the lady turned it into a skeleton yeah foreshadowing foreshadowing but th- there was definitely a, a little animated peen for at mm-hmm. least four seconds little it's like do you have you ever seen the, that comic where mario loses his bottoms and it shows his little it, dick and it shows his little dick yeah Mamma mia. Right, we get a jump scare. Yeah. When that little kid who we never come back to and isn't credited, <laughs> he's, you know, writing for. Why is this kid here? If this house is this abandoned, it's not on his paper route and it never has been unless he's been specifically sent there to place a flyer. And I mean, they had to take a car like way out. Exactly. There, and he was on a bike. Yeah. Like what? What is this child doing with all of these uh, realty flyers that. Uh, and then the ghost pops out it i legitimately jumped yeah (laughs) 
And what's also funny is that your one note crashed at the exact same time. It did. And that sort of ruined the jump scare for me. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, and then the technology can get scared when we were trying too. to research Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Coleman because we, we know these people. Who are they? Yeah. The TV glitched out. Yeah. There was a lot of there's a lot of spoopiness happening. We were getting haunted ourselves there at the beginning. But the way he intros like the way it fades into Eddie Murphy's face. I am totally committed to finding the perfect house for you. And I don't care how long it takes because at Evers and Evers, we want you to be happy for Evers and Evers. <laughs> Excuse me one second. Let me take this call. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Hello, Evers and Evers Real Estate, Jim Evers. Hey, honey. How's it going? Do they like the house? Ah, uh, yes, this house is still available. Oh, I knew it. I told you they were looking moves. Um, not the interested party. Excuse me a second. Listen. This whole bit is, it's not Eddie Murphy doing his most, but it is very peak Eddie Murphy. It is really peak Eddie Murphy, and they stretched this joke out so many times. They really did. It's it like, you know, there's the rule of threes. I think he used it like seven times. It was repeated. It was a lot. Egregiously. Yeah. It was egregious. Egregious. This is egregious. This is egregious. Who's she? Who is she, though? Egregious? Who is she? I don't know who she is. Sarah calls as Jim is trying to close this house. And I was, uh, we're we're literally doing this right now. We're literally in the process of trying to buy a house. Yeah, I like, I saw myself on the screen for a moment. Truly. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I don't think we could have picked a better movie to watch for this moment in time in our lives. Never mind that it's a Halloween movie that we're actually covering on Halloween rather than it when it was released in hey. uh, July, like the last right. one in November, like this one. I too was seeing myself in this. But then he goes to the people who I guess previously owned the house too amped up. I don't know who these people are. This couple in the Tiki bar. Oh God, we spent our honeymoon there. It was fantastic. Have you been? No, never been there. No, never promise been. me you'll go. You promise. Yeah, I, I promise. I'll go if you sign. I will go to Hawaii if you sign. But I got to get going now because it's my anniversary tonight. I'm trying to get home to my wife. Your anniversary? Yes, it's my anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Sign the thing here. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, 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 happy. Hey, sign this. It doesn't feel like that would be their house. Like that's they, were the, they were the ones saying. I know, it. I know, I know, but like it it didn't seem like that would be their aesthetic because it seems like their whole life is tiki. And that house did not have any sort of tiki well, going no, on. No, it was already emptied and eh. they were there was plastic everywhere. I know, but I was expecting maybe, you know, at least put up some like, you know, that fake bam or the fake bamboo stuff on the wall or whatever. You know, this, like they had a this, bar This area. is one of the things that stuck on you for the like I'm just saying. I don't believe that those people owned that house because I don't see any tiki, despite the I'm fact that it's being shown. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I understand. Know. Why can't people get over paint color? That's my point is tiki couple is annoying. Yeah. Fucking annoying and absurd. And also tell them first that it's your wedding anniversary when yes. they're trying to steal your time. Set your boundaries. I get that you're making commission off of these people, but you're literally there to put the final signatures on things so that you can get your money and run, bitch. But also, like, you're doing them a favor by just, you know, selling their house for them. And at that and you're point, you're already meeting up after. Right. I it's mean, I guess how DocuSign wasn't a thing at this point. It wasn't. But like. It's clever how he uses his wife's call to push the sellers harder. But I don't oh, like yeah. that he's overworking himself to that extent. Um, and yeah. then even as he's leaving the bar and, oh, excuse me, are you a realtor? Just call your wife. If the if the firm is Evers and Evers, these are all yeah. business decisions that she should be aware of anyway. 
And don't you have a fucking car? You have the little, you have the little calendars. Give them. You literally could have been like, yes. hey, here's this. Give me a call. I don't have in time the right now. As you can see, I am leaving this establishment yes. to go yes. be with my wife yes. to celebrate yes. our anniversary. Because then that meant he had to stop and take more time to get her the teddy bear to apologize. Yeah, with the watch that's like, what? I, I mean, come you're on. even later. Not yeah. now. You missed dinner and the reservation, and you're heading straight home because she just said, "Fuck it." Yeah. Y'all got cell phones. Exactly. You make it clear that you have cell phones. Pick up your fucking cell phone. Yes. I do want to say that the tiki bar that they're in was like huge Trader Sam vibes. Or like Golden Tiki in Las Vegas. Yeah. Felt a bit like that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of vibes, we know exactly who their daughter Megan is when we see the outside of her door. A whole with vibe. That Destiny Child poster. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know exactly who Megan is. Independent woman. She doesn't take no shit. No. She is. She's a survivor. She's a fucking survivor. She's not going to give up. She's not going to stop. She's going to work harder. Yeah. I mean, also, Michael is giving it his most, his absolute most, being scared of this spider. But this whole conversation feels a half a heartbeat away from a, a, a joke about a father teaching his son to masturbate. Well, if you can look at this, then you should have enough courage to, to kill a spider the right away. So I'm going to roll this up good and tight so you get a good grip on it. You get a beat on the spider, you get a side swing. That's where you can really, like, get some good action going. You, you want to come across like that so you really crush it, you know. And you come across this way so it, you get his whole escape route in case he try to go. You take it and you whack it. Go on, whack the spider. I don't want to whack it. Come on, you got to whack the spider, Mike. Whack it. Dad, I'm afraid of spiders. I can't whack it. When he pulls out the Sports, Sports Illustrated... Illustrated and it was like it, it just cements it and it was but also michael had no shame about having that magazine no, nor should he exactly it's sports illustrated exactly but given where this direction is going with that mag and them saying whack it whack it whack it whack it whack it all over again it is weird that his sister comes in and whacks it yeah that is odd it's definitely awkward hey there happy no, I'm not happy, Megan. I was trying to make a point to your brother about how it's important to whack your own spiders. Whatever. I do love Michael's room, though. All those yeah. old school magician posters, mm-hmm. the light bulb light. Yes. It's like with the blue neon inside. Mm-hmm. I would have a space diorama in my room right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other side of this, too, is when Jim comes home. Yes. Right. They get confronted with the teddy bear. There's some gaslighting that's going on. Of course. Dude, it's your anniversary. Yes. She knew this was going to happen. She told you it was going to happen, and then you still let it happen. Exactly. Jim is not a great person. No. Yeah. The whole workaholic thing is a bit tired for it me. It is tired. We've seen this movie. Yes. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of the trope du jour of yeah. the late 90s, early aughts of, ugh, work is taking over my life. I need to spend more time paying attention and to my also, wife and kids this is- and the haunted house around me. Also, the the realtors being bad guys because, like, you know, this is before the housing crisis of 2008. <laughs> so, like, they were at peak, you know, let's get everybody into a house they yes, can afford. So, of yeah. course. And then Sarah, for some reason, agrees to work with the most ridiculous voice. Terrence Stamp giving his best monster radio show. Excuse me, madam. I am calling for Sarah ever. It's a it's a bit intense. He's he's going real hard. And also, do they pay for a phone? Because they're ghosts. How's their phone work? 
Okay, great. It is an old home, Miss Evers, and my employer is anxious to move on. Would it be possible for you to come alone to discuss the situation? But my husband and I work as a team. I don't know. It works in the house. It works out the house. Yeah. I mean, they have a phone in the house, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yes, in 2003, people would still technically pay for ghost service, but... For ghost service. Sorry, for phone service, but maybe the ghost phone service is... Do- I don't the ghost know. ghost phone service. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely. Absolutely. Who knows? He just went and bought a calling card. Also that. <laughs> Remember calling cards? I had two notes as we close out the scene before they get to the mansion. A, don't talk and drive, Jim. Nope. Get off your cell phone. Yeah. And B, your wife is literally telling you to calm the fuck down and you don't you don't need to be selling all the time. Yeah. It's Evers and Evers, not just Jim's. It's not yeah. just Jim's realty. It's, it's Evers and Evers. There are two Evers involved. When your wife, the other Evers, is telling you to calm the fuck down. You should calm the fuck down. You should calm the fuck down. And you should also listen to her. This is supposed to be a trip where you're apologizing for not showing up the last time because you didn't call her. When you were going to go and it doesn't seem like these guys are hurting for money. Like at some point, just like, yeah, take a moment for yourselves. Just a little bit. Uh, Just a little bit. All right. Let's take it into the next section. Let's take it into the next section. Down, 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 down. The Evers arrive at the manor and meet its owner, Edward Gracie, his butler, Ramsley, and his other servants, maid Emma and footman Ezra. When a rainstorm floods the nearby river, the Evers must stay the night. Jim is taken to the library to discuss the deal and gets trapped in a secret passage while Gracie gives Sarah a tour of the mansion, discussing his grandfather's death after the suicide of his lover, Elizabeth Henshaw. Megan and Michael follow a spectral orb to the attic where they find a portrait of a woman that bears an almost identical resemblance to Sarah, who Emma and Ezra identify as the late Elizabeth. Meanwhile, Jim meets Madame Leota, the ghost of a fortune teller encased in a crystal ball. After reuniting with his children, Jim learns the mansion's inhabitants are ghosts cursed a century ago by Elizabeth's and Gracie's untimely deaths and can only enter the afterlife when the lovers are reunited. Sarah is believed to be Elizabeth's reincarnation. <sighs> Some detour. Quite. A, if, if I were Sarah, I would be fucking pissed. I would too. I would be especially as I pulled up to this because, like, and honestly, the moment that they pulled up and was just like, "There's no way." There was no way. I do love the eyes on the gate, though. That's a nice touch. I wonder if that's in the parks. I can't remember. Well, and you mentioned that the lock also is a hidden Mickey. There's a few hidden Mickey's according to Wikipedia, but it's got a big citation needed. I'll go through them in the trivia at the end. It's a little rough, but I mean, you could uh, you could tell feel like that's the lore with a lot of hidden Mickeys. And of course, there's no official resource. And if you have because no idea what we're talking to. about. Yeah, yeah, no. If you have no idea what we're talking about, although they do sell those guides in the parks, even though they're not officially I, published. I was going to say they're not official. So I wonder if it's, it's just odd. one of those things where it's just like they have an agreement and maybe they like had. I don't know. Anyway, uh, point yeah. is, if you don't know what we're talking about in the Disney parks on some of the rides, there are literal like Mickey Mouse heads hidden. Notable ones include there's one of the honey bubbles on Winnie the Pooh adventure in um, Disneyland. There's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Goofy's head. Goofy's head on the rock wall, too. And I think some. Oh, there's a hidden Mickey on the armor towards the end. There's a few around in uh, legend says if you stand under the candelabras in the entrance to the Haunted Mansion and look up, it is supposed to be a hidden Mickey. It does kind of look like one, whatever. But there is one that they don't include in the film. That is on this ride that's a big serving plate and two side plates. Yeah, you would think that would be the, like, they would. It's the most iconic one on the ride. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. 
And it's a game among frequent Disney visitors or even infrequent Disney visitors to try to find them and point them out. Yeah. Anyway, supposedly there are some in this film. Not, not where you'd expect them. But it's not where you think. I did notice that the Louisiana license plates are basically California's license plates. Like it's that the same year, font. Yes. It was yeah. the same kind of like cursive state, state yeah, name. Yeah, with like the red. Yeah. Yeah. The line about the dead people in the backyard is fun. Yeah. Dead people? Hey, honey, you know they have uh, dead people in the backyard. Well, some people have pools. Some people have private cemeteries. It happens. You're going to sell a house with this? You mean this historical sprawling manor with spacious grounds? Yes. Hey, that's good. We'll put that on the listing. And leave out all the dead people? Well, we'll just stick to the bright side. Yeah, or private cemetery. I don't know. Can we come down a little bit on the price? I mean, um. <laughs> I, that's that's where I would go too. But also, like, she's even agreeing. She's like, "That was a good way to put that." That was definitely delightful. Uh, I also found it delightful that when they went up to the doors, uh, Jim Eddie Murphy's character, yes, is like, "Look at the size of these knockers." He's so complimentary of these huge knockers. Hey, Whew. look at the size of these knockers. Ever seen anything like that before? Two things. <laughs> That's a joke stolen directly from Young Frankenstein. What knockers? Oh, thank you, Doctor. Oh, that's all right. And two. That's twice now we have had overtly euphemistic conversations about anatomy. Yes. In this Disney children's Halloween film. This is Which where I'm kind of on board for. I'm on board with it, but I think ultimately it leads to a lot of confusion from this movie about what it's trying to be and who it's trying to be yes. for. Yes, yes. Because there's some references that are would go immediately over any kid's head. Which is fine when it's done right. But right. like I, I don't know that it was executed so well nah. in this one. I think they're just like our last um, outing when in Hocus Pocus 2, this one I think needed just a little bit of tightening. It um, really did. They, it, almost like a jukebox musical, they were trying to shoehorn plot onto a thing that already existed. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it works. And in a lot of ways, it doesn't. Especially since a lot of that plot is made kind of from whole cloth and patched together based on aspects of the right in much the way that a jukebox musical sort of loosely strings together the songs of a single artist into an unrelated plot. Yeah, I really wish that Elizabeth was more murderous, though. Well, that's the thing. is, She's not supposed to be that bride. I don't think it's that bride. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like the bride is not the Elizabeth in this movie. Yeah. I will say that they're with the new one coming out, maybe they'll have a second chance and they'll actually, you know, make a horror movie about a murderous bride. I'm not against the murderous bride being the antagonist. I just, what's funny is some of the visuals we'll get there, but some of the visuals on this are pretty intense. Yeah, they are. Um, anywho, I love Terrence stamp. We were not expecting others. Yes, we were on our way out of town. Uh, yeah, then when we realized the enormity and, and complexity of your unique estate, we wanted to commit the full resources of Evers and Evers Real Estate because at Evers and Evers, we want you to be happy for Evers and Evers. And please accept this waterproof calendar as a token of our appreciation. Very well. We shall have to place other settings. But I'm really getting like a cross between spoopy 40s radio show and Riff Raff from Rocky Horror on this intro delivery. You're a wet. 
Yes. It's raining. Yes. Uh... I think perhaps you better both come inside. You're too kind. I mean, it, it's again. He's he is serving horror movie butler ghost. Yeah, he's acting in a different movie here. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know that everything else is quite on the same. Some things are, but not everything. Yeah, and the comedy doesn't quite reach the same heights as the horror to make them feel a little bit more uh, cohesive. Yeah, I, I mean, the Muppets did it better, I think, in the Muppet Ma- Haunted Mansion. I agree. That was a that was a much more delightful host or butler. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was Will Arnett, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're in the ballroom slash dining room mm-hmm. where we would expect the dinner plate secret Mickey as Ramsley is showing them around. And then he kind of exits. What's funny, what I thought was interesting is the part of the room that he exits from, if you were on the ride, is the underneath portion where the animatronics yeah. for all the Pepper's Ghosts activations are. Pepper's Ghost is the optic is what the optical illusion is called that you see when you ride Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's of course, nobody in the room, but you're, what you're seeing is the reflection of animatronics that are actually moving underneath you, which is why in Disneyland, at least, the women are leading the dance because no one thought to reverse the dance so that the men would be leading when they're dancing. Yeah, but I, I like that they've kept it that way. Same. You know, fuck yeah. We get into the library where he's kind of bumbling around. A, he spills a drink in this house. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes. You sell houses all the time. You're not. Be a little bit more to, careful like, here. A, exactly. But he knocks over that bust that, that opens up the bookcase. Conspicuously clean, bright white bust that recalls the Shakespeare bust in, you know, 60s Batman's yeah. office. Yeah. And he plays with it back and forth. And I'd be like, I would break that shit. Like, because I would just be sitting there fidgeting with it all you day. You absolutely would. Just like the rain sensor on your Ford Fiesta, you would be too curious about it and break it off in your hand. But my problem with that scene is that there's no way that after all that time, that secret yeah. passage is going to move that smoothly. No, like the mechanics are, are, are top notch. And honestly, this house for being as old as it is. I mean, I get it that there's there's spoiler alert. There's ghosts in it. Yeah. Um, but it, it surprisingly is held up. Well, mm-hmm. I can't decide if I want a room like this at some point or not. Cause it's like a two story I mean, library, but very Gothic. I mean, if we could. I do love a secret passage. Yeah, for sure. The note here I had is, oh, no, there's booze in the kids' room. Yes. Why were these children put in a room with two decanters that are right next to the beauty products? Who was the woman? She was getting. Was this Elizabeth's room? She was like. She's just getting trashed and going to the balls every night. It's my inner perfume. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come downstairs when I get ready. (laughs) Don't you tell me how to have a good time Oh god (laughs) There are some Questionable CG choices here That didn't need to happen We got stuck on this part of the ride once And the the audio track For the ride stopped So uh, so the the speakers were silent But all of the doors were still Knocking and stretching (laughs) I mean it was just unnerving (laughs) To be in it was just like I hate this I hate what's happening around me right now. How do they just know that it's a ghost ball? What 
think it is. It's a ghost ball. A ghost ball. It's a ghost ball. It's a ghost ball. How much you can, how much experience do you children have with ghost but balls? Also, so you could just look at that and go, it's a ghost ball. Michael is absolutely behaving the only way that everyone should be behaving behaving He's in this. He the is only skeptical AF person in this whole thing. And is like, yeah, I'm not gonna go in that hundred year old uh elevator because uh when was the last time it was inspected? Right. Mm. He no, he knows what he's doing, and he's unfortunately the only one. Yeah, I do like that we go from them getting into the elevator. Now, mind we, then we cut to Jim, but Jim is then in that hallway with all the paintings changing. So, like, we kind of are following the ride up to this point a little bit. Yeah, again, but it's a bit piecemeal, and I think again, this is where it starts to feel a bit more like a jukebox musical. They're trying to, you know, force visuals from the ride into the plot and it it could be done a bit more gracefully. Yeah. I kind of, I put a note here on the pacing because it, it it is a little clunky. Yes. Um, in terms of like, uh, again, yeah. How they're putting these references in, there's a little bit of tongue in cheekness, but then it's also like, here's a hammer. I'm, batting you over the head with it. I do love Dina Spivey's facials in this. I'm getting big Galaxy Quest vibes from her yeah. performance. Her face never stops moving in a scene. Um, she's always, she's very much from the very Tori Spelling School of Ocular Performance, yeah. very acting is reacting. She mm-hmm. She's always mean mugging in the background, but it works. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted some of these cookies. They were both both of them were my favorite characters in this. I think that they had, they were fun. They helped fill that gap. I think a bit more comic relief. Yeah. You're not supposed to be up here. This is unspeakable. Unspeakable. You have to leave. Who is that? That's none of your business. That's you. Now, come on, get out of here. It's way past your bedtime. Her name was Elizabeth. Are your kids hungry? Does anybody want a cookie? Cookies? Don't offer them cookies. They're trespassers. Trespassers don't get cookies. This is none of their concern. It is their concern. They're involved. I just wish that they were dressed a little bit more literally like the cast members who operate the Haunted Mansion ride. It wasn't as one-to-one. Even the wallpaper didn't have the ooky spooky eyeballs. Like, what what things are you going to lean into? The only hallway that that was was the one with the pictures. That's what I'm saying. But it still didn't have the eyeballs. It was just the filigrees. It didn't have, like, the monster. Like, do it or don't. Don't give me this halfway stuff. It's literally the haunted mansion. Pull everything. Yes. Yes. So they see that picture of their mom up in the attic. Yes. Why didn't they immediately try to go find their mom? I don't know. Well, Emma and and Ezra showed up to explain things. Sure. But at that point, I'd be like, hey, we need to get the fuck out of here. But yeah, to your point, Wallace Shawn is exactly who we need him to be. But my question is, what is this phone? What is this phone room? Where is this? It looks like it's just an empty room with a phone on a pedestal in the middle. I don't know if it's referencing a spot from the right. I don't think it is, but things kind of like hover into and out of frame in this room. Like the Madame Leota room a, a little bit where a it's kind bit. of like everything's sort of ethereal around yes. you. But at the same time, yeah, like I, I didn't understand the necessity of it. And also the inverse of the mirror of Erised where it's the mirror of you going to die, bitch. Hello?
Why couldn't the butler just appear down the hallway and then disappear? Yeah, and just see him in the room rather than needing to call to confirm. Right. <laughs> you know, just just calling in to make sure that you, to to confirm your appointment. Hi, Great. room one hundred and five. This is the front desk. Just want to confirm your seven a.m. wake up call. <laughs> uh, if you would turn your t- turn your attention to the mirror, it will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But then we get to Madame Leota. Yes. Um, which is, again, now we're kind of out of order a little bit in yes. terms of, you know, the ride, the Disneyland ride, as far as I know. Yeah, this is where I had the note. They're trying too hard to re- recreate the feeling of the ride. Yeah. Hoblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, awaken the spirits with your tambourines. Okay, I hear you, but I don't see you. Where are you? I am Madame Leota. I enjoyed Madame Leota. I think she did a great job, but for just having your head in it, she was very expressive and you kind of got the sense of her vibe. Sure. I thought that was fun. How's your head? Mystical and it can see your fortune. <laughs> what the, the problem I had with Madame Leota is that she couldn't decide if she was going to be mystical, magical, ooky spooky fortune teller who's yeah. always talking in riddles and rhymes. Or if she was just going to be the sassy white lady. Like it kept flipping between the two. But I will say, I I need a Madame Leota Break My Soul remix. Yeah. Quit your jobs, everyone. Why are the instruments chasing him? They're supposed to summon the spirits. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And all they were doing was harassing him. It wasn't like they were like trying to lead him back to. And this portion looks like. A literal, like, you know, uh, I'm going to spend 50 bucks for a guy in a rubber mask to scare me haunted house. Like, it's it's yeah. all kind of like the cheapest paint, very nondescript as he's running through the hallways. And also the CG here, again, is not great. No, we've it, lost a lot of the detail yeah. that we were allowed to absorb in everything else. But because yeah. this is... A, because these areas... They're making up areas in the house they don't have direct visual reference to... Yeah. It's like they said, well, just fuck it. Make it dark and paint the wall kind of a sticky teal and then hit Eddie Murphy with a drum. Leota sends the Evers to the cemetery to find a key that will reveal the truth about Elizabeth's death. Jim and Megan find the key in a crypt beneath the mausoleum, inadvertently disturbing its undead residents and causing them to rise. (laughs) Michael overcomes his arachnophobia to help them escape. Leota points them to a trunk in the attic, which Jim unlocks to find a letter Elizabeth wrote to Gracie, revealing she truly loved him, and indicating that she did not die by suicide as everyone believed. Ramsley appears and reveals that he murdered Elizabeth to prevent Gracie from abandoning his heritage. He traps the children in a trunk and literally throws Jim out of the mansion. Gracie continues showing Sarah around when he asks if she recognizes him, insisting she is his beloved Elizabeth. The room fills with dancing ghosts as Gracie reveals his ghostly self, but Sarah denies being Elizabeth, which gives Gracie second thoughts. Ramsley insists that in time she will remember, then blackmails Sarah into marrying 
Gracie in exchange for her children's safety. As Jim is learning that everything's a ghost, pretty much, he's flipping out and not unlike Ebenezer Scrooge, just trying to blame the dinner that they had for the ghosts that they're seeing. Hey, look, come on. Look, Daddy's having more hallucinations. Let's go right now. Let's go. They're ghosts, Dad. They're not ghosts. We're just having hallucinations from that dinner that we ate. It was that chicken. It didn't taste right. Hey! Who? It's not the chicken. All right, it's not the chicken. It's not the chicken, but we're still getting out of here. And Emma gets so mad. So mad. It's not the chicken. It's not the chicken. Don't insult her fucking food, Eddie Murphy. They keep using the G word to refer to Madame Leota, which is problematic because it's, it's a slur for the Romani people that have been maligned using that slur historically. That's why I've been saying fortune teller. Mm -hmm. I would feel remiss to not point out that you shouldn't be using the G word casually. This is yet yet another one of those things that we have not done the proper research on and are not qualified to talk about. But also, this is 2003. But it's 2003. We are looking at this in a lens, yes. Because not all Romani people are fortune tellers and not all fortune tellers are Romani people. Yes. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm just trying to talk about this movie. We also get here a direct reference to the the there's always my way line from literally screams at the fucking camera. This line you're telling me all I have to do is find this key. Then I'm going to walk out here with my wife and kids like nothing ever happened. The key is the answer to all. Well, great. I'm in. Let's get this key. There's only one problem. How do we get out of here? Yeah. How do we get out of here? Well, there's always uh, my way. Sure. And within but Ugh. within the internal the internal logic of this film, yeah, based on with its connections to the ride, the person who should be saying that line yeah. is Mr. Gracie because he's the one who hung himself, yep. as we saw in the intro exposition, and that's the visual that they're referencing right. from the ride when that happens. Again, the <sighs> it, the things that they do one for one Versus the things that they don't like. There's no. It doesn't seem like there's any cohesive thinking behind the that that. Um, I mean, other than consolidating, con- consolidating, consolidating down some of the characters, but I do understand where you're coming from there. You like, should just pick the things that work because some of the things are different and are conspicuous because of it. Yeah, That's my point for sure. Have a good reason. The audience won't get the change because they haven't ridden the ride, but you're obviously including these other things for people who have ridden the ride. Yeah, I, I feel like anybody that watches this movie is and they hadn't rode the ride, they're not gonna understand what the fuck any of this what the insignificance no. of any of this is. No. I do like these cycling ghosts though. Yeah, those were cute. And the sixth sense reference made me laugh. Dad? Yes. I see dead people. Again, that's one of those references that's like Kids are not going to understand where that came from. They might have at the time. Oh, I guess it was kind of like a zeitgeist thing. Yeah, right? Sixth like, Sense was just a couple years before this. I want to tell you my secret now. Okay. I see dead people. Yeah. My biggest problem with the scene is that some of these ghosts belong inside the house and some of them, like the groundskeeper and the dog, aren't ghosts at all in the ride. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I feel like this is where they were like, all right, everybody that we haven't done yet, we're going to put in the graveyard. Because this is the graveyard scene. We even get the hitchhiking ghosts. 
Yeah. Which are technically at the very end. They all look great. Yeah. It, it was fun. And the whole gag is delightful because they get in the car and it's the whole thing. That's what happens. The, it's cute. Hey. Hey, what are you doing here? Can they see us? No, of course not. Yes, I can see. I'm looking at you right now in your stupid hat. Don't listen to him. He's lying. Whatever. Come on, kids. Let's go. Come on. I could swear he was looking right at me. Well, it's fun that, like, you know, they're arguing that the humans couldn't see them. Yeah. I will say the singing busts. One of them looks a little like Walt, the far right one. Kind of looks like Walt? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that was intentional, right? Probably. Yeah. My only issue with this is, is that they're really not needed. No, no, I think they, they said it was an old oak. That's what they said. It's by the, um, by the light, by the light, by the light of the silvery moon. The they don't help all. anything. This is what I'm saying. They included it because they were like, oh, people are going to expect this in a Haunted Mansion have movie. It, but why not write it into a better, it just felt, it felt like it was tacked on. Yeah. Another thing that they have included one for one mm-hmm. without explanation that does kind of work, but uh, the fucking crow. That keeps popping yeah. up. And it keeps scaring the shit out of me every time it does. Yeah, every time Josh fucking jumps and then I jump because he's jumping. I don't... Was there a crow in the original? Yeah, because there's another theory that the crow appears every time that the ghost host is talking and that they're one in the same or one is oh, a harbinger for the other. Oh, that's okay. So, like, he appears on the crypt, the, help, let me out, let me out. The crow's on that. Okay. Um, The crow, as you're going back into the graveyard from the attic, it's on the tree, and it's in, like, two or three two or three more places. I've never know. I've never put two and two together, yeah. but that absolutely makes sense, because every time that he's talking, there is a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. All right, kids, stay close. But it keeps popping up and scaring the living daylights out of me. And yeah. you made the point. Uh, it, this time it was showing up at this mausoleum, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's uh, appropriately spoopy. Ah, there's a crow. Mm-hmm. Who's keeping these torches lit? Yeah, I, I I think it's the eternal flame. Yeah. We keep the tying shit back flame. to Ragnarok. We got to get new references. I like Ragnarok. It's one of my favorite ones. It is, it is good. Yeah. I will say, so they're down in this crypt, right? Mm. And they're rummaging around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drop the key for like, you got pockets, bud? Put it in your fucking pocket. At this but point, like, I said, if that skeleton sits <laughs> up, and then wouldn't you know it? I didn't think it was going to be hard. That was easy. It sets up. But then he drops the key in that gross ass water. She's going to need antibiotics. Yes. She's uh, like a tetanus shot. Like there's, there's a lot that needs to happen. And, and, and honestly, child protective services needs to be contacted because Something. Lord, don't send your kid down there just because you got this fucking fancy ass suit. Mm-mm. Well, and I guess also he was trying to dis- distract slash deflect, sort of defend yeah. from the skeleton zombie, the mm-hmm. zombelaton. 
They're kind of both, right? Because they're mostly skeletal, but they are undead creatures coming to attack. Correct. Ghouls, if you will. Yes, uh, ghasts, maybe. I'm not sure what their creature card would look like in Mm. D&D, per se. But I will say that the one that comes alive underwater as she's grabbing the key, again, scared the fucking shit out of me. Yeah, Josh screamed. Some of... This is the part where it's like they saved all of the effects budget for this scene, because these go too far, I think, for a kid's Halloween movie. Yes, this it, it, these looked better. It's almost like they had a different effects company that was doing this scene. Mm. Um, and they did a great job other than the one that did the door, the door yeah. and also the instruments. Yes, I half expected the urns to burst and the ashes to follow them up the stairs like the smoke monster from Lost. Just the way that all of these like different oh, yeah. caskets were bursting open with skeletons. Yeah, that would have been fun. Where did all those spiders come from? I don't know. How did how do the ghosts know that that Michael's scared of spiders? I don't know. But they do end up all over him. And honey, I would be <laughs> screaming. I would also be screaming. And it says that he gets over his arachnophobia. I feel like that only exacerbates his arachnophobia. I, you know, some might say it was effective immersion therapy. Maybe that would be, I would be scarred for life if that happened. Yes. Agreed. Ramsley is watching all of this through Leota. The crow is back again. Is Leota helping or not? I can't decide. What's the function of the crow? I can't decide. Does Riola, does Riola, does Leota speak? Does Riola. Does Leota speak in riddles or not? Mm-hmm. I, again, it's kind of it's poor writing. They can't decide who she's going to be. Yeah, that's my only problem with like Leota. Either, Jennifer either, Tilly is great, but put her on a side. Put yes. her either on the side of 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 Emma and Ezra, or put them on the side of Ramsley. Either make way. a choice. Either make way. a choice. Yes. But then they they snatch her up and start running her through the house, which is a funny gag. But I wish yeah. we would have done something to this effect sooner. Yeah. To get, you know, to make us ready for it or whatever. Because now like her eyeline is always weird. For sure. I feel like it would have been fun for them to have, like, taken her to the crypt and been like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We're right? taking you with us to find and let, r- don't She didn't need to, she didn't need to have, like, she literally floats above her table on the ride. Yeah. So let this bitch float around. Right. Why she got to roll around like a head in a hamster ball? There's some way that she gets outside later, and I don't know how that happens. Well, he... She was inside. They locked everything down, yeah, yeah. and then she's outside. Again, very hamster ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that the butler did it line. That's just funny. <laughs> because we do come to, to find out that Ramsley is a villain, or more specifically, racism. The butler did it? You got to be kidding me. I will deal with you two later. Why'd you kill her? Because the master would not listen to reason. He had everything in the world, and yet he was willing to throw it all away for love. I did tell him it would end badly. You're a real cold dude. No, Mr. Evers. I am a rational man. 
it was my responsibility to the house, my duty, sir, to see to it that the boy did not make a foolish error in judgment. They don't ever explain why making like, it, oh, oh, we came no, from two different yes. worlds. It sounds like it's supposed to be a societal thing. No, it's straight up racism. Or like, you know, she was a, she was a working girl in the, not in the euphemistic sense, but you know, maybe she's a seamstress and he's from a rich family. No, the, the villain is racism. He was white. She was black. And Ramsley was not going to let him tarnish her family's legacy. Man, I wish they would have leaned more into that. That would have been more interesting of a of a plot line. I think like, it's this. I think they leaned as far as they could. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because n- not for nothing, he do kind of look like he's a he's a racist cult leader when we actually get to the wedding. <laughs> Jim gets stuck outside. Yes, right. He gets ejected from the house. Yes. Uh, he then breaks off a piece of the house and is trying to break that the the glass. Yes. The glass healing itself effect was fun. It's a rad effect. I liked that. And again, I think it's the same effects company that did the crypt scene. Yes. They were the ones that came in and then they had um, somebody that just learned after effects do the rest. <laughs> so no shit. I think we're, we're ready to, to bring this doom buggy into the station. Let's doom it. <laughs> Encouraged by Leota, Jim manages to re-enter the mansion, rescue his children, and stop Sarah and Gracie's wedding. He hands over Elizabeth's letter, and Ramsley's crime is exposed. Gracie angrily confronts Ramsley, who rages against his master's selfishness, and summons wraiths to attack the group. With the truth revealed, a fiery entity emerges from the ballroom's fireplace and drags Ramsley down to hell, grabbing Jim to go down with him. Jim is saved by Gracie, but Sarah collapses, having been poisoned by Ramsley during the wedding ceremony. The ghost orb possesses Sarah, revealing itself to be Elizabeth, who could only be released from her current form once the truth was revealed. Sarah is revived, and with the curse finally lifted, Gracie gives the Evers the deed to the mansion and departs to heaven with Elizabeth, Emma, Ezra, and the mansion's other inhabitants. The Evers drive across the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway for a proper vacation, accompanied by Leota and four singing busts, that they encountered while searching for the mausoleum strapped to the back of their car. So this is where I had the note that this could be a scarier movie and that it's odd in, there really are two different movies they're trying to tell here, a funny haunted mansion movie and a scary one. And they can't decide which one they want to actually go through. Yeah. This whole scene is, is kind of a mess. I I mean, first of all, the organ that was, earlier playing in tune is now completely out of tune with fucking microtones or microtonal like shifts everywhere. It's nonsense. But before that, I do like uh, Leota's encouragement. Again, she rolls up. What are you doing? Hey, you leave me alone. Just get out of here and leave me alone. Oh, I see. You're just going to sit there feeling sorry for yourself. You tell me why not. This whole thing was my fault. We should have never been here in the first place. We should have supposed to be at the lake. We've been sitting by a warm fire right now. I made us come here. But now, now it's too late. No, it's never too late. A hamster in a ball. Like, sup, brah. <laughs> sup, brah. Hey. Um, but she tells him, you know, it's it's never too late. It's never too late for now. It's never
And then he straps her into the passenger seat and they drive through the wall of the house. (laughs) It's wild. It's buck wild. The airbags go off for only her. That would have shattered her ball. (laughs) That's the thing you have a problem. (laughs) I guess. Apparently the urns did bust open as these wraiths come in. Oh, yes. Was love my mistake? Yes. I tried to protect you. All these years I've sacrificed for you. But what would you understand of sacrifice, duty, or honor? You loved her. Well, damn you. Damn you all to hell. Oh, there's there's the smoke monster ashes. Found them. Found them. <laughs> and I like that all the ghosts are afraid of the ghosts. Yes. <laughs> like, <there> is, right? <laughs> it's like, that was weird. And but these weird. wraiths did have some of that demonic uh spirit from Dr. Strange Mom vibe. Like you got some oh, of that yeah. weird skeletal ghost <laughs> energy. I'm just thinking of the race the wraiths from uh what we do in the shadows. They uh because the, the vampires are kind of afraid of them because they are kind of like wild like yeah. you know that they're chaotic or mm-hmm. whatever but yet they're just they're just trying to make a living yep you know maybe that's what they're doing they're just like finally someone let us out let's do our job and haunt this place exactly yeah but i almost would like the new version to be an inversion on this where they bring back the murderous bride and it's the male character yes. that's like oh you're my husband you're my first husband that i loved you're gonna be with me forever <laughs> yeah that would have um, been more fun I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, is Ramsley getting dragged to hell in this Disney film? Yes, he is. Yeah, I wrote the, the my note was, oh, hell. Put this part <laughs> in the ride. You do it on Mr. Toad. Why can't you do it in Haunted Mansion? I know, right? Come on now. But also, like, we're, we're, we're really playing with a lot of different religions here. Like, the idea that there's reincarnation, yes. that Elizabeth can come back. But also that the fact that, you know. That when you get possessed by a ghost ball, you become kind of Christ-like. Elizabeth, is it you? Yes, my love. The ghost ball was Elizabeth. The truth had to be known for me to be released. He saved me. Oh my! The way she's floating up, and the the your exact words were, "All moms go to heaven." Yes, I say it all the time. <laughs> all moms go to heaven and then become Jesus. But at least again, here the living re- the reactions from the living people are appropriate when mm-hmm. Gracie starts making out with quote unquote Elizabeth and both of these kids and their father are like that. Well, that's that's well, that- Sarah kiss <laughs> and this other guy. Jim sort of puts up. He's almost like making excuses for it. It's like, come on, don't be a cuck. <laughs> Hey, it's my wife. Mm, no, I don't agree with that. No, but, yeah. not at all. Anyways. They get the deed to the house, which would be nice. I mean, I mean if, fuck. if the house is exercising itself in this moment, literally, you have to imagine that it just, it's all a bit of a rooms? fixer-upper. Yeah, why not? That fuck fucking it. library? Exactly. Yes. Turn it into... Some kind of museum or some Airbnb. Airbnb with a show, a show component. Tours. Yeah. There's a murder mystery tour, like thing that happens. You stay there and knives out happens. Yes. Yeah. Now I have driven on the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway, despite this being a 3D generated shot, which is odd. And I think it's mostly because of Leota and the heads. 
Um, that is what driving over Lake Pontchartrain is like, and it is fucking terrifying. Yeah. But why is Leota still alive? Why are these heads still possessed? If all of the other ghosts were freed from the curse yeah, and went up to heaven like fireflies. Yeah, there, there's some questions there as to what those are and why they still exist. Yes, and also this song over the credits. Oh, God, this song? This song is a fucking banger. It was a bop, I will say. It's basically got it's Nelly. Yes. It's got the people's court theme. Like there's so this- many things about this that I like. <laughs> It's so oh, good. But that was 2003's Haunted Mansion. It made it was made for 90 mil and made almost 100 million on top of that. Yeah, that's 1. not 1.8 or sorry, 182.3 million. Yeah, I mean that's not a that's not a failure, no. but the critic score is a little bit damning. It's 14%. It yeah. looks like both Richard and uh Richard Roper and Roger Ebert wrote separate uh reviews for this. We'll drop the link to ebert's original full review i haven't read it i just know that they're delightful to read when i do come across them yeah for sure um but richard roper kept it succinct in this one little snippet from his review uh for ebert and roper on rotten tomatoes on december 8th 2003 it's dreadful yeah (laughs) it really is uh sherry linden with the hollywood reporter in 2003 said a pleasant and atmospheric family romp offering enough mildly chilling thrills to keep everyone entertained during its brief running time. It, on paper, it was really short. It does not feel, it needs to be tightened up. It does need to be tightened up a little bit. And then backfill with some horror. Yeah. There could have been, honestly, that there wasn't enough creeping through the hallways and letting the eeriness set like, in. Set in. Yeah. There wasn't any of that. No. But yeah. And Hornaday from the Washington Post says it's perfectly palatable family fair for a long weekend when it's hard to find movies at the neighborhood plex that will please everyone. Uh, I guess. And then we've got this uh, pretentious Robert Kohler from Variety. Yeah, saying Contempo Hollywood may be a wash in brilliant technicians and craftspeople, but it also needs good storytellers who aren't found in the Haunted Mansion. Well, he's not wrong, but he is pretentious. A little bit. There's a little bit of pretension there. Viewer scores, they're a little bit higher at, at 30%. 30% yeah. Yes. Uh, we've got Christian C. in 2016 giving it two stars, saying... The Haunted Mansion is the Olive Garden of Disney films, bland and seemingly pointless. You may not die from the experience, but is it really a blessing? Look, Olive Garden, <laughs> I, don't, I think Olive Garden is perfectly serviceable. It's easy to take a low ticket Olive Garden, but as a chain restaurant that serves, you know, cheap. Unlimited super cheap bread. Good, I mean, hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Sometimes you have to eat at Olive Garden and that's just fine. In 2012, Jamie C. gave it two and a half stars and said, not really what I'd watch, but had some good bits. One for the kids. Uh, Marco M. gave it five stars in 2021. Call me crazy, but I am not as big a fan of the final act, but I still like this film very much. Yep. And Olivia N. also gave it five stars. Absolutely perfect. This film has no flaws, and I will support this film until the day I die. Whole franchise and cinematic universe is impeccable. The ride, the film, the soundtrack, the PlayStation 2 game. Flawless, solid, and confident. Oh, right. The PlayStation 2 game. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Uh, 10, 10, what's that? 10 million to one? 10 million out of 10. Yeah. Olivia, yeah, the, I love your bro, energy. Mm -mm. Keep it up. But yes, there was a PlayStation 2, an Xbox, and a GameCube game, I yeah. think. Awards, <laughs> LOL, nah. <laughs> Uh, we do have some trivia. Uh, during the production, the mansion scenes were filmed at Sable Ranch in Santa Clarita, California. The main building was constructed over a period of weeks while the cupola and chimneys on top of the mansion were computer generated. Uh, the rest of the film was shot in New Orleans and surrounding areas. The mansion's architecture is Renaissance influenced with a mix of antebellum and Dutch colonial revival architecture. One evidence of this is the exterior design, which is a mix-up of the attractions of both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, with the uh, conservatory being a nod to the latter. And as I mentioned earlier, this is uh, one of those uh, citation-needed bits from Wikipedia, but according to the Wikipedia article, five hidden Mickeys are seen throughout the film, the most notable ones being the padlock at the mansion's gates, uh, one on the axe wielded by an animated suit of armor that nearly hits Jim. A third, which is briefly seen when Ramsley poisons a goblet of wine during the wedding ceremony. And two others that are on the couch in the library and the windows on the doors. Jim passes when he is chased by musical instruments summoned by Madame Leota. It's growing legacy is also pretty interesting. Author and Disney historian Jeff Bam attributes the Haunted Mansion's increased popularity to its original intended audience, the preteens and teens who saw it during its initial release and subsequent home video release, who have grown up with an appreciation for the film and who now, as adults, are introducing it to their own children. Quote, an interesting thing has happened in the decade plus since the film was released. A vital portion of the original intended audience of this clean Eddie Murphy comedy, intrepid kids and inquisitive teens have grown up, and an observation of their social media demonstrates that this generation of late millennials considers the Haunted Mansion their own Halloween movie the same way that the generation of early aughts Haunted Mansion fans considered 1993's Hocus Pocus to be their spook show of choice. I could see that. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, definitely, or definitely Hocus Pocus was the movie that was... This is like the kids who were kids a decade later... Because yeah. it's literally 10 years later. Exactly. Um, yeah. This was their Halloween jam. Yeah. And despite it not being Hocus Pocus, as we said last time, was not a big hit when it was in theaters. Yeah. Uh, this one was and has a, a bit of a cult following, a younger cult following. But. Yeah. The Haunted Mansion is now a popular Halloween movie and is regularly featured on Halloween season cable programming blocks, such as ABC's Family's 13 Nights of Halloween. The Haunted Mansion also appears in many of the list of best Halloween movies, especially with youth-centric lists, including uh, Ellie, Country Living, Today, We Got This Covered, Woman's Day, Red Book, Good Housekeeping, and others. Things that I would consider youth-centric lists. Uh, I mean, L is... I don't know if Good Housekeeping is what... No, Red Book certainly isn't. <laughs> Cameos, the film's chief makeup artist, Rick Baker, appears in the graveyard scene as a ghost behind a tombstone using an appearance based on a portrait of the ghost host seen in the attraction. The cast also includes uncredited Martin Kleba as Pickwick, one of the ghosts in the graveyard, albeit unnamed and only known as Happy Ghost, and director Rob Minkoff's nephew, who appears as the paper boy in the opening scene. Interesting. All right. In July 2010, it was announced that a reboot adaption was in development for Walt Disney Pictures with uh, Guillermo del Toro as writer and producer. After 10 years of development hell, it was announced in August 2020 that writer Katie Dippold would write a new screenplay and that Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric would co-produce. Uh, Justin Simeon signed on as director in April of 2021 and Tiffany Haddish, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Rosario Darson, Danny DeVito all had signed 
uh, to start by October of the same year. The, the uh, film is scheduled to be released March 10th, 2023, which is, again, why are they doing that in March? Yeah, I don't know. It should Ugh. be a Halloween movie. Make it a fucking Halloween movie. It's so weird. It is weird because there's plenty of like... It's like I said last week, there's not enough... No there, no kids are going to fucking Halloween ends. You need to have a children's yeah. Halloween movie at Halloween. Yeah. This would do gangbusters. It really would. At Halloween. It really would. What is this? Who knows? Ugh. Again, get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> another clumsy reattribution of a property into a plot. Yeah. It's fun. I can see why people who saw this as uh, when they were the target audience yeah. would still like it. It's plenty fine to put on in the background. The things that are problematic are easy to point out and easy to explain. Truly. And honestly, it's it, I, I didn't hate it. Again, I love another Disney film that features full front and center family of color. And the the sort of like crux of the story is racism is bad and kills people. Exactly. That's great. And they front load it with boobs and dicks. And they front load it with boobs and dicks. What more could you want? <laughs> well, I could tell you. You could want to go over to patreon.com slash making mischief. What a transition. We're going to cover <laughs> werewolf by night for this spoopy yes. timberween. Um, before we jump back into the inhumans again, I've uh, been really putting that off. We have, but we're going to bring it home before the end of the year. We, we promise. Um, yeah, all of that more at patreon.com slash making mischief. Where can they find us on social media, Clancy? Uh, they can find us on at nonpluspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to email us, you can send us an email at submissions at nonpluspod.com. Give us tips on what you think we should watch, argue with our points of view, point out something maybe we missed, uh, and who knows, we'll probably read it on the show. Again, yeah. we're literally giving you an open line to reach out to us if you want to and you're absolutely. more than welcome to that and we'll absolutely call you out yeah on the show if you do also don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your podcast platform of preference mm -hmm. help us game that algorithm yes please is there anything else we need to do other than we need to hunt into real estate as well as they did uh, yes, and hopefully a we haunt can haunt into real estate. Look, <laughs> look, if all it takes is uh, one night in a haunted house, and suddenly we have a new house, and suddenly having a new and house a deed with yeah. no with no mortgage, exactly. Oh, yeah, I I'm mean, on board. the property tax on that place have to be insane. Oh my God, yeah. That over there is my husband Clancy, and over there is my beautiful husband Josh, and we are nonplussed. On nonplussed, non we come to socialize. Um, but yeah, peep that inch. This, uh, I like, I, mm. yeah, Filmers Lee with the whisk. Zuzu. You should probably mute your tablet while we're recording. Yeah, I know. I, I, it logged me out and then suddenly see more. Well, since All right. we're not live on the air, you can pause or add a I, marker. It, it and... wasn't, I didn't expect it to make the noise. Got it. Anyways. Was it muted now? It is muted now. Okay. Uh... <laughs>
I'm sorry. That was just the absolute. He just worst. came out from nowhere. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? And remember to get 15% off your first loot crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code nonplussed at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll get to that. Oh.